The Small Business Show, episode 128 for Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. Folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show, the show by, for, and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, man? I am good. Uh, yeah, crazy week, lots of travel, but, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. As, and as anybody who listens to the show knows, yes. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Lots, of, lots of hustling. Actually met up with a couple of uh, Small Business Show listeners at the MaxDoc conference and expo out in the Chicago area and actually nice. had some great conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It was, I was not expecting people to come up and, and talk about this show out there, but ha- actually had, I think three or four different people. Oh, came that's up. very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a, uh, a good ROE return on energy. It so. is a return on energy. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I yeah. like that. Hey, um, you know, when we first started the small business show, our goal was, uh, you know, we have guests on and do interviews. And, you know, one of the guys I knew from the beginning that I would tap into is uh, uh, Abby uh, Vakil from All Mac and various other businesses. And, and you know, Abby was our first guest right. back in April of 2015. And I'm really happy to have him back on the show today. Abby, thank you for coming out and hanging out with us again. Hey, you're uh, welcome. Glad to be here. Looks like you guys had 117 shows without me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were busy. <laughs> yes, you guys yes. are busy too. That too, yeah. yes. That that's true. So, yeah, so we've been talking about uh, you know, uh, uh you know, Abby made a comment I thought it was good, you know, we did a show on failure uh and then, you know, last week we did a show on, you know, success selling your business and setting things up and and uh I know Abby's had experience, uh, it, rarely any failure in his life, but yeah, right. uh, <laughs> but uh, certainly success in, in selling his business and things. So I thought we, you know, could continue that discussion today and uh, see where it goes. Be cool. Yeah. Um, so so let me. What can you tell us about the company that you sold? Um, you know, uh, how how did things work for you? And and uh, just give us some background. Sure. Uh, so what I what I sold was not the, the whole company, but I sold a portion of that. It was a product line, okay? A a business called the U Socket business, which is a, a USB outlet that has built-in USB ports and AC outlets. You've nice. probably seen them in hotels or airports or dorms and things like that. Sure. It was a really hit product. Um, I came up with the idea back in 2009 with uh, some other people in my company, and then we brought it to market in 2011, and we uh, had a lot of success with it in 2012. We went to a lot of shows. Uh, we won lots of Best of Shows awards, including Macworld and uh, nice. just Builder Show after Builder Show, just in, in that space. A new space for me, by the way, because sure. I was always in the Mac space, and this was a whole new sp- uh, a business for me. But it was uh, bringing technology, which I knew, into a space that nobody had even looked at the outlet, the wall outlet, in a different way for maybe 85 years Yeah, until I looked at it this way and we brought this product to market. Yeah, now, and I think people probably take it for granted. They see that's them all right. the time everywhere, just, oh, we can get one of those. But back then, it was, uh, it was, it was certainly it was, a big deal. That's right. Yeah. So that business, uh, that product actually, ended up uh, taking up a big portion of our of our company's sales and focus. And, and it was doing so well. There was a lot of opportunity and potential. So I kind of ended up asking our company to focus only on that 
one thing. Okay. We, we had sales from other things that we used to make and that we had made in the past, but we stopped developing new things in anything else other than this space, so which is USB outlets. Okay, sure. And I had, um, and we had some some great sales. We were making it in America. We sold you know hundreds of thousands of units, and for a long time the, we had no competition. It was great, uh, but even though uh, this business was um, was doing well, I still had. You know, we still had a lot of staff from when we had lots and lots of different products. We still had a big building and things like that. So even though I was making all these sales, we still had, it was a struggle to, you know, make profit, net, sure. net profit. Oh, interesting. Into your, into your pocket or even just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, into yeah. my pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we were, we were at a stage where we were, I would say, break even. Okay. But even with was, a hugely successful product. The huge yes, with with top of mind awareness, I would right. go to the Apple Store, and I would go to the Apple Store, and people would find out you know what company I'm working for, and they say, "Oh yeah, I've heard of you guys," hmm. and so it was it was great. Uh, I had lots of recognition. I had a lot of fame. You just I was going to say fame. you were you were internet famous, but you weren't making any money. <laughs> That's right. I had the fame, but not the fortune. But and, you had, but you did have cash flow. Yes, you did. did. That's key. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you see, the thing is that it's great to have cash flow. But if you if it's that way for a long time, where you don't make money for months and months and months and months, or actually more than months, years now, it's actually one of the worst things that can happen to a business. Interesting, because a business, it's there's only three possible outcomes: either you're going to succeed, you're going to fail. But the worst outcome, in my opinion, anyway, is that if you don't do either, you don't yeah. succeed or fail, yeah. you're just muddling along. You're making no money. You break even. So other people might look at that and say, that's great that he's not losing money. But the thing is that when you are, if you fail. But you're losing you're time, money, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. If you fail, then you can just say, okay, this didn't work out. Let's stop this and let's do something else. And of course, if you succeed, then there's nothing to talk about. But when you don't succeed or fail, then you don't know, right? Should I keep doing this? What should I change? So that takes up a lot uh, of your- and I And I think that also... Uh, so many of us have been in that position, and, and I also want to comment on the the looking from the outside, uh, because like the the book we always mention, rework by the yes, guy from uh, yep. uh, 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 base, base camp, camp. Yeah, yeah, base camp. And one of the things they always say is ignore your competition. And I, I always have a hard time with that because I always look and say, wow, they're at all these shows, and they look at their website and this, and they must be doing so great. But you never really know because you're not on the inside, right. and they could, you know, the. the People putting in all the time and effort could not be making any money. In, in at the end of 2012 or 2013, if you looked at it, you would say, "Wow, this guy got a whole bunch of best of shows." Yeah. I went to like ten shows in twelve months, and I won every single show's best of show wow. that I ever went to. Right, so you would look at that and say, "Wow, these guys are doing really well." Yep. People are coming to me and saying, "Hey, let's get a raise." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. But so people wouldn't understand that there's nothing. But the bottom line, you need to make money. Yeah. And it needs to, you, you don't have to make obscene amounts of money, but even, sure. just you need to be more than just breaking even. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think it is a, that's a common small business, you know, conundrum is that, you know, you have to take care of your employees and everybody on the team uh, first often, but you know, at the end of the day, 
I mean, I can remember, you know, growing the business by millions of dollars a year and then going, wait, you know, I didn't make any more money. You right. know? And, and that's, that's, that's a frustrating place to be in. That's yeah. right. So then yeah. one of the happening was that, and if you, the first time I was on the show, I was talking about how I had given up on companies, sometimes ideas early. Mm. And so this time I, I stuck with it because I thought there's something here. This is sure. going to be good. And then, but you know, a year goes by, another year goes by and then you, at some point, it's a great decision you have to think of. When should you give up? When yeah. should you keep going? Difficult. And very hard yeah. to make that call. And so I had to do a lot. It was, and it's your baby. You have invented it. You brought it to life. So then it's even harder to give up on it, right? Because if I'm just selling something that somebody else makes, yeah. it's easy to not be so attached to it. Sure. So uh, along the way, you decided, or at some point, I mean, had you always structured it to a, hey, we're going to sell this someday? Or did you decide halfway through that, you know, uh, hamster wheel of cash flow and not much, you know, money in your pocket that, hey, maybe we could find somebody to buy this thing? So this particular business, I, because it was so well received, I used to get a lot of people wanting to invest into it. Yeah. So I would get people, some people flew out from Los Angeles and other mm -hmm. people. So I was getting a lot of uh, interest. People would want to uh, help me. I put that in place. Yes, help me. To you know, invest in something that they already know works and things like that. But then I never, it never worked out with any one of those people, sometimes they would want too much as a, for a small investment. They wanted like, say, 40%. Sure. And that was not, you know, uh, something that I wanted to do. Right. So I ended up saying no to all those people. And then there was one particular person who was just at me to keep, I kept on investing. Mm -hmm. he, he just wants to, yes, he loved this product and he loved this space. And he was a, a wealthy individual. He was retired. Uh, but he had done this sort of like technology before. So he was just thinking, well, I'm going to add, I can add a lot of value to you guys. I just let me, so, you know, I kept, after some time, I got kind of tired of saying no to him. Okay. Not, not, tired is yeah. a long word, but, but, but I, I felt, okay, I just relented basically. Sure. I had said no to him. Many times before. If you, first time I came on the show, I kept talking about saying no. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. practicing what I preached. I actually <laughs> said no to him many times. Right. And then eventually I just, you know, uh, because it was not going anywhere. Right. I was uh, spinning my wheels. I said, okay, fine. I will take your investment. And then that led into, you know, just because I was just not making anything from yeah. it. So I just said, maybe he should just take maybe it over. The guy. Right. Well, we talked about this last week too, uh, when I was discussing selling, you know, my business, it's, it's finding the right person or the right, right. group or team that, that yeah. is interested or a company that wants to buy you. Yeah. Name. You only need, you only need one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 In this case, to be frank, and it doesn't matter if he's listening or not, but he wasn't the, the right guy for it. Mm, huh. But he was the most interested in it. <laughs> well, that could, well yeah. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, but but your opinion about whether he's the right one or not is is only mildly relevant, right? I mean, it, 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 you need to be comfortable selling to this person, but the, having someone who's eager like that trumps a lot of things. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, yeah. So if a girl wants to go out with you and she really wants to go out with you, right, it can't be all that bad. So, <laughs> right. So it, right. Yeah. Like, it's worth having dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So in this case, the reason that I say some things like he may not be the right guy, I didn't think he was the right guy is because the structure of my deal was based on more 
uh, he's going to pay me as you go kind of based on performance, right? So it's actually even more important that he be the right guy to execute. Yes. I mean, he's the right guy because he has money or he's, you know, and he's interested, but that's great. But can he then do his part in the future to make sure that I get paid? Yeah, that, that's oh, the game, right? That, that's yeah. that's the yeah. risk. You're rolling the dice based because right. for you to you know per, or get the performance uh, revenue going, he has to perform. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, that put, but he was he was very interested, and he was not daunted by the fact that the business was not making uh, any net profit. Sure. And and the, and 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 the reason the business was not making net profit is, is I, I would also like to say is partly my fault. Yeah. Because what I did was we had a lot of employees in a big building and lots of product lines. And Dave, you know this. Shannon knows it too. So when I focused on just having one thing or focusing on this one great opportunity, what I didn't do is I didn't cut my expenses. I didn't not. lay yeah. a whole bunch of people it's off. It's a small businessman's dilemma. Downs- yeah. I didn't downsize my building. It's not easy to just break your lease and things no. like that. So, you know, you come... Uh, I was basically in a 20,000 square foot building and to do this business, I should have probably been in a 3,000 square foot building. Yeah. Not, you know, so I didn't bring my costs down uh, fast enough compared to the focus that I was doing. So this guy, he felt that, hey, he wasn't daunted by the fact that I wasn't making any net profit. He, he felt realize that, it. He, he, saw, that, he saw the opportunity. Yeah. 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 He said yeah. that, hey, you have an office. I don't need an office. I'll yeah. do this all from my rented office. That's right. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. So, no, that, that, ma- that makes sense. Okay. So uh, uh, two questions at once here. Uh, t- what, what was the, uh, the best part of selling and the worst? So the, the best part of selling for me was just the relief of having sold it or closed it. Yeah. It, uh, uh, because... It was something that kept dragging on for a long time. Mm-hmm. There was many times he wanted to do it, then he didn't want to do it, then he wanted to do it. <laughs> so for me, just happy just to close it. So that was a nice part. And then knowing that a lot of things that I need to worry about, uh, I don't have to worry about anymore. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's great. So relief is a good word. And then yep. the worst part of it, uh, while it was not closed, it was the, you know, the anxiety of it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's your baby, so you don't, you know, it's uh, hard to see it with in somebody else's hands, and they start making t- decisions that you wouldn't yourself make. So then, <laughs> you, 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 you know, so you <laughs> think right. about those those that, those things. Letting yeah. go, I would Letting say. Letting go, stuff. Letting go is uh, is, uh, is hard. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, especially but, when you're involved in it beyond. Right. So the deal know, that yeah. the deal that we did was is based on him paying me a little bit of money for the stuff that I already had, like mm-hmm. inventory, work in progress, stuff like that. And then he uh, uh, is going to pay me, or is paying me for my time as consulting. Okay. And then a royalty per unit sold with any product that either I designed or invented or that had my name on it, like my brand name. Sure. So I built up a couple of good brand names. And so if he even decides in the future to make something completely different, like um, let's say he makes a battery case or he makes a power bank to put in your Tesla, for example. I see, yes. But he puts my brand name on it, then uh, he's got to pay me. Okay. He, he might he might cool. choose to use a different brand name for the Tesla power bank then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the royalty is not yeah. that. It's only, it's a dollar a unit, basically. Yeah, it's great. Well, you know what? Hey, That's up. Uh, it, I, my favorite dollar a unit story is Todd Rundgren, right? Oh. He, he um, this is a great story, folks. He 
uh, was approached by Meatloaf or Meatloaf's management to produce the now that we know as very famous Bad Out of Hell album, but they had nope. nothing, right? And and so he said, "No, you you can't pay me enough." And they said, "Well, we really want you." And he said, "No, you can't pay me enough." And finally, they I think they negotiated some flat fee of like you know or a base rate of like thirty grand or fifty grand or something. And then they they said, "But we'll give you a dollar for every album that's sold." Wow. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And now when you see Todd Rundgren living on that palatial estate in Hawaii, you wow. know why? Yeah, because that album sold <laughs> well, zillions. He, yeah. yeah, he probably made more than Meatloaf did. Oh, he made more than yeah. anyone ever has from an album. I mean, nobody gets a dollar for yeah. every wow. album that's sold. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, he, you never know, Abby. This uh, you know, yeah. in 15 years maybe you're look, you're living like Todd Rundgren. So there well, you go. I, I hope so. But <laughs> a dollar a unit, a dollar a unit on a ten dollar thing is like no ten percent. Pretty significant. Yeah, it's significant. A dollar, significant, a, dollar right. a unit on a hundred dollar thing is. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. So hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully this guy can keep selling, and then I'll get to make sure uh, you know a little. That's great. Uh, coin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you so, go. Um, so I know you know you, you've been involved in selling a couple of businesses, and you know one of the. Uh, questions I had for you is, you know, what did you wish you knew before you sold either with you socket or another company? Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good question. Uh, on this business, I feel like, you know, I kind of backed into, not backed into the sale, but kind of, you know, wasn't going into the sale from a position of strength. I see. But, but there was another business that I had sold earlier. And, and the one lesson that I wish that I had known was never sell to your staff and finance that same staff. And the reason mm. is, is, so what I did was I, I made the sale, but I, but I had to be the one that financed it. So what I said was, I'm going to keep the checkbook. Oh. Right? Because, you know. Of I course, I can't keys, give the accounting. No way. Give the keys yeah. away, right? Yeah. So I'm going to keep the checkbook. I'm going to keep the lease, for example, in my I name see. and things like that. But you will pay me over time. But what ended up happening was that these guys were employees and never really were not owners. Oh, sure. So what they started seeing was every month they would give a check to me. So they would say, what's different between the time that he was the boss and now I'm the boss? I'm still giving him a check. He still writes the checks. This guy just scammed me. Oh. And he just said, you know, they didn't understand the concept of like he's like buying a house. Yeah, sure. The bank Once it's it, paid off, you're done. Then it's yours. Yes, so they yours. were expecting a lifestyle change. I'll buy a new car. Uh, I'll have a new house. I'll have all these things because all this money that I was making. Of course, making, all I'm this money. Make. Yes. <laughs> but unfortunately, they still had to pay me. So then they started yeah. presenting, oh. having, you know, erratic payments. Sure. And, and sort of, I don't want to say checked out, but. It's not started, not the ownership mentality. Started right? going there, so it was a mistake. Yeah. So, so the mistake that I made was choosing the wrong team to to buy it, and then also offering to finance. It's okay to sell to your staff, but then let yeah. them go get the money from somebody else. That makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you don't want to finance their purchase from you, right? That's right. So if you if that's the if anybody's thinking of selling. Just go ahead and sell it, but just don't do both. Yeah, yeah, because uh, otherwise you're just buying nice. from yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got it. Yeah, uh, I know I'm oversimplifying, but maybe not no. so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, okay. Uh, I, I think you answered a little bit of this, but maybe we could talk a little more about this. Um, how did you come up with the valuation for the business that you, you know, recently sold? So 
there's a lot of you can do x times sure. you know uh, multiple revenues or you can do okay i'm making x time and this time i wasn't making any net profit right so i couldn't go off of profit so i could go off of sales but i knew this guy was not willing to part with a lot of money and he was more interested in show me mm-hmm. so what i did was i was eager to make that sale and eager to get out of it because i felt like my time was being wasted in this business and i didn't know if anything would come from it okay so i did a deal with the person that was more friendly to him make it easy for him to do this deal which was i said okay i'll consult with you and i'll give you a price that is below my market rate like okay. if you want to sure. hire me to do some consulting i would charge you so much i'm going to discount you and then i said i'll make it easy for you just give me this royalty deal so i i just wanted to make sure that i got all my money that i had invested in terms of inventory so you bought your parts, inventory asset second so yeah take that right, right. Uh, anything that I, you have that is finished that needs to be sold tell you what you don't even have to buy that when you sell it give me the money for it i see so i i, I did everything to make it easy for that guy to take over the business as long as i was going to get some percentage or like a dollar unit per you know yeah. In the future. I think that's great advice. You so, know, making it easy for the buyer to actually buy the thing. And and right. you you've got to know you gotta uh you know really figure out what your buyer can do, right? Uh, yes. I think also that when you from a small business owner, right, you use your business, so you're always in it and you you're just you're deep in it, so you don't really see the forest from the trees. But once you make that decision that says I am going to sell it, then you already, I, I anyway, in my case, and I'm not sure if it'll happen to you, Shannon, but you start checking out yeah. of your own business. Of course. And so then you want to do everything you can to make that guy take it over because one of the worst things that can happen to you is that you almost make a sale. Uh, yes. Uh, I, was just, I was just thinking about us with, with deals on the web, Shannon. Yeah, I mean, it exactly. was, they, yeah. they, there is a remarkable, there, there was a, a fulcrum there where we were rocking and then we almost sold it, but yeah. didn't. And after that, after. it was, I, it was, I, I, I don't think either one of us fully reinvested. No, right. I don't think yeah. it kind of takes a wind out of your sails. Right? Totally. And, and, yeah. yeah. And, and I think maybe that lesson was why, you know, I, I came up with what I mentioned last on last week's show was a plan B right. that still mm. met your needs as a seller, but also made it easier. Uh, and, and it could be, it doesn't even have to be financial. There, there's all kinds of ways to yes. structure a deal. That's right. Uh, but you're, you're, you know, that's your, I think a, a just a great point to make, Abby, is making it easy for this person to buy your company. And it depends on their situation, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, this guy didn't have any awesome. shortage of money. Yeah. So it wasn't about that. He just wanted to have, he was at an age that he didn't want to have any risks. I got it. In his life. So he liked the business. He didn't like the risks. So I said, okay, I'll make it yep. easy for, I'll de-risk it for you. Yeah. Okay. So we're, uh, uh, did uh, everything go? Oh, go ahead, Dave. You got a question? Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, this probably jumps us out of order a little bit, but I, okay. I'm, I'm curious, Abby, you uh, you mentioned that you had this building and all these employees and other product lines that and, and other you know business lines that you didn't sell. It, right. What happened to those after this sale? D- did you did you resurrect or, or rekindle those or are, are those still in the, the same state that they were in? Well, so though, then because it, that was not the focus of that business, that was already sort of dying. Okay. But I kept, I kept all the inventory of whatever I had because it's already paid for. Yeah. So if, if somebody bought something once in a week, yeah. it didn't matter to me because the entire sale was a straight 100% margin, right? Because I, I already paid for everything. You already paid for it, and, sure. <laughs> and, and then there was an element of that business 
which is, uh, you know, like a part of my four hour work week, Tim Ferriss style mm-hmm. business that I intend to do. Yep. I kept that back because I only sold that one thing. I see. And, yeah. and maybe perhaps in the future I can, I can revive it or I don't know what I'm going to do, but I was just so relieved to get out of it that I kind of decided I'm not going to think about it for, <laughs> for yeah. a little bit. Okay. So That's you cool. don't, you don't have your big building and all your employees anymore. Oh, Is that right? No, that, that I did not. Did okay. Not all right. That was, yeah, that was my question. Okay. Then, then I would be in real trouble because yeah. I would have to pay. Well, but they, you still yeah. have like, right. we, we talk about on the show all the time, you know, the, the revenue stack yes. and you know, we, we just constantly are talking about, okay, you've got some money coming in here. Now what's the next thing? Because eventually I think it's important to, to talk about for a minute or so is, you know, revenue streams don't last forever right. uh, and they are inevitably going to go away. That's so, right. it, you know, uh, it's almost like Apple, you know, we're all Apple guys here, um, you know, how they put themselves out of business, so to speak, That's or, right. or yeah. you know, uh, make their own product line obsolete with a new product. Right. That's and right. So yeah. you've, you're involved in it. I mean, what, what other kind of businesses are you involved or, I mean, to what you can talk about today, you know? Sure. So uh, having been, this business that I was in only started because I was already in the Apple service business, which is, of course, how I met Shannon. Yeah. And and so I still have that. Okay. And then from being in the Apple business for so many years, you get you get a lot of opportunities and ideas and things like that. Indeed. So I do that. Okay. So this, this one door closed, and I partially closed it myself. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that other doors are not open and other things are still coming in. So I do a lot of... Um, I still have my service business, sure. and I'm looking for perhaps a future outcome like yours, Shannon. But in addition to that, I, I am since I'm in the space and since I am in Silicon Valley, yeah. I get a lot of uh, you know opportunities or investment opportunities, and you can diversify your income yep. from not just from being in the Mac space, but also doing other things. And what I did was I started doing a lot of investing. Uh, startup investing, Mm -hmm. but I have a little twist on it. And what I do is I try to say, what do I know? Mm -hmm. So if, and then I invest in things that I know. So for example, I know the Apple vertical really well. So I try to, if somebody has some idea that is in the Apple space or something to do with Mac or iOS or something, then I can invest in it because then I can add value. Right. Either I can help you distribute or I can help you uh, make a better product because I know hardware, you know? Yeah, Yeah. so So you're you're not being just a a passive cash investor. You're being a, a, you know, a board member might not be the right term. Right. But it's it's serving that role in addition to providing perhaps some, some capital. That's right. But what I do is, for example, so if you were Facebook and you came to me, uh, I would not invest in you because I don't know anything about social. Right, right. But if it was something in the Apple space, like if you were Jawbone, for example, or oh, Jawbone is a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> but, but That's a bad was, example, yes. Right, yeah, but yeah. say it was Fitbit or something. Sure, something I, like I that. would do something. And what I do is because I'm in the Apple space, one of the things that I do, I think that is this is different than most other people. After having given money and then seeing the people I gave the money to go buy some Arion chairs and yeah. fancy tables, I started doing something different. I would say, look, you're trying to raise, I don't know, 250000 and you're not going to get all that money from me, obviously, but let's say it's 50000 or 25000 What are you going to do with that money? Oh, I'm going to buy this and this equipment. I'm going to buy some Macs. I'm going to buy some servers or not servers now, but sure. software or yeah. stuff to do things. So I'll say, okay, you know what? Instead of me giving you a check 
and then you write that check and you do whatever you want with it, I'm going to actually give you the stuff nice. that you're going to buy, but I'm going to keep owning that stuff. Ah, so now, I see. if that business goes south, guess what? You get your I assets still, back. I can get that back. And because I, it was mostly Mac stuff, I still have a Mac business. You know how to deal with I this have, stuff. I, I like can, it. I, yeah. can, I can dispose of it. So now, instead of investing 50K in cash, and then losing it all in case it goes south. And right. more, more of these things go south of than, su- than succeed. I have a chance to get some of that money back if it doesn't go well. That's great. That's like asset investment. So That's correct. smart. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then if it That's succeeds, great. then they give me a percentage of that value what I put in, say 50K, sure. as uh, options or warrants. So I have all the upside. Yep. And then maybe fifty percent limited, ri- yeah, limited yeah. risk. I mean, just I have the, risk. The, the the depreciation value of the product, or if you don't get it back, or that yeah. But it, stuff, you know, but usually much. usually a company like that doesn't. If you know it's going to do good in three years, right. and in that three years, if I bought you brand new MacBook Pros in three years, I can still get half my money back. Yeah, I would because think it's so. all Apple stuff. It's yeah. not nonsense Dell or something. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. That's cool. smart. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Okay, so uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, the most important bit of advice you could give for, and we've got a lot of advice here, you know, so, uh, and, and if you have other questions for Abby or us, you know, it's just feedback at businessshow.co. Uh, we can pass on the information. He's, this guy's a wealth of info. Let me tell well, you. And, and Abby's uh, also a member of our small business yes. support group. So you can just ask. That's right. right. There. Yeah, yeah. That, there you go. That's right. That's that's true, yeah. better. Um, so what's the mo- most important bit of advice you could offer other small business owners that are thinking of selling or at some time horizon, you know, what, what do you, what do you think? the most important thing they need to think about so the most important thing when you do if you have a mindset that i'm going to start this business and i'm going to sell it at some point then you must always have your good books so that if somebody asks a question about something you can just instantly come up with the answer so that's very important yeah very important to have that i'm sure you guys have good books already uh and then the other thing is to um you know have have pride in what you have done and know that it's got some value so that people will, there's people are going to come to you and say it's not worth anything, yep. but you know that it is worth something because it's making money for you. Sure. So it's, and this guy's interested in buying your business. He would be not interested if it wasn't having some value. So then hold your guns and stick, you know, uh, have some self respect or pride in what you have created and, and, and that person will pay. Yeah. I, so I, you I just agree have to uh, don't um, drop your shorts is another uh, yeah, or something yeah, like sure. that or, yeah. or um, that may be a crude analogy people, but I'm saying yeah. just just you know that you have created something have pride in that and you will you will get that right you know you don't be unrealistic obviously but so you have to know yourself know what the value is but then don't um, settle. Say yeah. no if you have to. Yeah, say no, absolutely. And and I think your your first comment, you know, about the good books, uh, good accounting, yeah. it, that that's probably one of the biggest challenges for uh, top line sale guys or deal guys, where you're always running forward to the next deal, right. and you may not pay as much attention to the to the the, the, the books on the back end, how things all tie together, and and that's critically important uh, for your you know sale. And I should say one more thing is that when I say that, I don't mean that that you have somebody else is doing the books. Obviously, somebody else can make entries, but you should, if you're not in your accounting program, you know. Well, I would say every day, but some people yeah. are not like that. But I'm just saying you should be in there 
and see what's going on and know. And then when somebody asks a question, you already know the answer. Yeah. Instead of I'll get my accountant to bring that up for you and things like that. You got to know your own numbers if yeah. you're trying to make that sale. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's you great. need to know your own numbers just to run you your business. To. I mean, right. I, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I but, mean, there's, but, there's a, but there's a lot of people who have this shoebox accounting, which is that they, they have accounting and they have QuickBooks or whatever, but they just take the stuff, put it in their box, and then they give it away to somebody. Yeah. And then that guy comes back a month later and, or at the end of the month. So you look at your books only once a month. Some people I know do that. Sure. And I'm saying if you're a small business, uh, don't do that. It makes sense. That's great. Well, you know, the, the, some excellent advice and, and we really appreciate you sharing your story again and giving us, you know, feedback on how things went for you. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you back on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I, I love um, being of help to small business people. It's one of the nice things about that. You talked about revenue stack and yeah. it's nice to be able to help people and then also you know, give back to the community. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's Thank a good you. Return. Awesome. Thanks again. And uh, Dave, thanks for hanging out and running things. <laughs> yeah, today. of course. No, this is, I, it's fascinating. Congratulations on the, on the sale of USOC too, Abby. That's, it's, it's fun thanks, stuff. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Folks, you can find us at businessshow.co as always. And uh, like we said earlier, businessshow.co slash Facebook for the small business support group. Keep doing what you need to do to live that charm life, folks. 